Hello, everyone, and welcome to Reverse the Verse. Today is Friday, November 4th, 2016. I'll be your host, Tyler Whitkin, Community Manager in the Austin, Texas studio. Joining me to kick things off, one of the most animated animators I've ever met, Senior Animator, David Pang. David? Hey, how's it going, man? How are you doing, my friend? Good. 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 Glad to have you here. So Thanks. just in case you don't know what we're doing, and for anybody who's watching right now on Twitch.tv or YouTube, we're actually streaming to two different places today. We are going to be talking about yesterday's episode of Around the Verse. If you're not familiar or you haven't seen it, you can find it as our most recent video on um, our Star Citizen YouTube right now. Um, but basically, cool. we're going to be taking questions from the chat room on robertspaceindustries.com. So we're not going to be taking questions from Twitch chat or from YouTube. So if you want to get your question in, head over to robertspaceindustries.com, log in, click on Community, and then on Chat. Preface your questions with the word question in brackets. And there's no need to repeat your question. We actually have auto scroll turned off so we don't miss anything. So while they go ahead and start piling in their questions, and just as a reminder, by the way, animator. So any questions about animation, probably your best bet with getting an answer. So while their questions are piling in, why don't you go ahead and kick things off and tell us a bit about who you are, your history at CIG, and maybe some of the stuff you've been working on. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm a senior animator at uh, here at uh, CIG, and... Um, I guess when I, when I uh, things have shifted around a lot since I got here, uh, but yeah, in the past I've I've done <laughs> a lot of things. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of things. I've done fight choreography. I've done stunts, motion capture performance. I've done tactical consulting. So when you say motion capture performance on the on the motion capture and and the yeah, and also for for video reference for uh, for um, for animators. Okay. Um, but yeah, and, and then uh, at. at you know, sitting at a desk, um, I've been doing uh, 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 mostly uh, uh, persistent universe universe animations. Uh, okay. I've also worked on uh, you know player navig uh, assisted on player navigation. So for um, persistent universe animations, you mean like uh, just NPCs that are populating the world, but also like the players' uh, animations, how they interact with the world and stuff like that. Mostly the uh, the NPC okay. characters, but there is some uh, there's some sharing. It seems to be a back and forth because I mean, it, it's a fluid process. So we might discover, you know, we, you know, uh, we might create something for the player and go, oh man, that would be really great for the NPC. We should, you know, see if we can incorporate that in, or that'll solve, or save save us some time, or solve something, and then vice versa. You know, we might, you know, we might create something uh, like we shot a couple of things here in Austin. Uh, with mocap, and then we've discovered, oh man, we can use this for the player. So you know, so there's a lot of so we have Squadron Forty Two, the single player campaign, and then we have Star Citizen with their persistent universe, and a lot of the animations are shared shared between the two. As much as possible, technically. Okay. Um, but you know, as far as creating assets, that's that's where you get um, your 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 biggest uh, uh, your biggest bang for the buck because um, you know why go through uh, and and shoot. 
uh, something twice when you can, if you could shoot it all, do it all in one shoot and figure out how to make it work for both. Right. So it's similar to how we do like environments and ships. It's kind of modular. We try and reuse assets in order to be efficient. Yes. Okay. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump straight into some questions that we are getting from the chat room on robertspaceindustries.com. Um, the first one is, uh, why was Ian Duncan, Ian Duncan mopping? Was it punishment? So in yesterday's episode, we saw the mopping animation. I actually saw a lot of people on the forums and Reddit and whatnot talking about, you know, it's so far in the future. We have intergalactic travel and all this stuff. Why are we still using a mop? Was it, you know, tell us a bit about that. One word, discipline. Discipline? <laughs> hey, I mean... Discipline. Insubordination. Now, um, uh, you know, while we're trying to figure out how, you know, how and how much technology we're going to incorporate, uh, I, I think uh, the decision was made to uh, let's go ahead and just have a have a, a mop and bucket in there. Yeah, a mop and you bucket. Know, just, just just something. I mean, there's little things like that that make the world feel alive. Like we saw it from Vanessa's bit with the rolling around in the bed and stuff. It's like really subtle things that we have an environment packed with NPCs doing that. It feels really immersive. Well, it grounds you too because you can't have everything like, eh, this is the future. Everything floats and isn't transparent. And, you know, (laughs) you know, but if you have like, you know, if you've got this like, you know, this billion dollar, you know, uh, destroyer going through space and all this futuristic technology but then you've got things like you know people are still you know like maybe yeah. you know, cleaning up tables or they're still they're still welding on things and you might have a guy that's just like ah so to sum it all up yes he was being mopped punished up. Yeah. yeah yeah okay cool so this is actually a, a question i was hoping was asked because i want to know myself somebody was saying uh, first of all amazing job what ideas do you have for the npc animation in like a pu bar such as uh, G-Loke or any other stuff in Area 18. Um, I know, I think I actually saw when I walked past your desk once upon a time, you were working on like Astro Armada animation. So why don't you just give us some examples of, you know, what we'll see NPCs doing in a place like Art Corp. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I guess a couple of, well, um, it's it's a place where you you, you go to, uh, to, to, to buy Ships, uh, buy ships. So Astro Armada, like the new and used interstellar you know. ship dealership. Right. Okay. Uh, Astro Armada, uh, you know, I think they're still trying to decide what it is they're, they they want to sell. You know, what type of ships they want to sell. If they're are, are there going to be different types, things like that. You know, mm-hmm. dealerships. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, that one's probably going to tailor to uh, to um, all types for now. So you may have, uh, you know, people that are in there like, I look, I just want to go, I want to, I want to get a, I need an Aurora or I need to get a, a, a freelancer. Okay. Know? Um, and so you'll have stuff where the, you know, like you'll see things where there'll be NPC characters walking in, um, and they're, you know, being uh, greeted by, uh, you know, customer greeters and, you know, so they'll interact with each other. And oh stuff. yeah. Yeah. Uh, you you know walk up make make transactions where someone's actually sitting at a desk. Um, the player will be able to do this as well. I'm just handling the, the yeah. NPC. Uh, so at the AI, yeah, there was one. There was something you told me. This is a long time ago. Um, about like you know the different the different ways that like a couple may come in and act when they're trying to buy a ship. Like oh, like can you tell that story because yeah. that, that's that was really cool to me. Oh, that was so much fun. Um, yeah, we uh, we shot some. Uh, we shot some motion capture in in Austin, and um, uh, the scenario we, we came up with uh, two or three scenarios. And two of the scenarios was um, that you had either 
um, a single person that would come in and say, "Hey, I want to, I, I want to do this," and then you know, you'd have you'd have a one-on-one -on -one interaction. But then we had it where uh, we had uh, a couple that were coming in to discuss a sale and something. So like, you know, it was like, yeah, it, I, I wanted to kind of relate to to kind of what you have to do with in real life. Car, you know. So they come in and like one of them is wanting the the one M50. Of them wants the, yeah, the just sexy M50, and then the other one, uh, you know, is like, no, come on, we got we need a minivan. We've got kids, something that does it all, and they're you know they're just having to negotiate. Finally, the husband's like. Uh, he's just like, honey, if you do this, you know, if, if you do it this way, then, you know, then maybe later we can get you the M50. And he's like, well, so you can basically see it in the right, animations. Right. You can see them like, you can like see it. him pleading for the M50 and she's like, no. And yeah. he walks over to the sales guy and like, she leaves the store. It's like, just stuff like that yeah, where it's like, yeah. it feels like you could kind of see their story through their animations. Yeah. We even have, there's like a, there's, <laughs> if I can get it in there, there's, there's one where there's a, um, there's a couple that's. They're, they're not getting along like you know like this the spouse is just being really difficult yeah you know and so you know the, the guy comes in he's like all right we're both here yeah <laughs> you know? um anyway but uh so but it's nice because even without uh uh, uh we, we weren't re recording uh first unit with uh with uh stage mics so but when you play it back because of the way we did the performance, it's really readable, even at a distance. That's cool. Oh, man, they're discussing or they're arguing. That's really you know. cool. So we have another question here. Um, do you plan on doing different animations for the MPC, whether they are civilians, pirates, soldiers? And honestly, that kind of um, bleeds into a question I was having that kind of relates to that is, will you be able to you know, see personalities in the same vein? Like, will you be able to tell somebody's shady or clumsy or rich or, you know, all the types of different variants? Do you have, like, different sets to reflect maybe... A different landing zone like something like if you're in grim hex people will be a little you know shadier oh yeah 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 you, yeah you'll definitely see um i think you know our our um right now we're you know, we're working on trying just to get the basin but i think that's that's the part that i'm really excited about is getting the point where we can go and say okay now uh you know let's say like you know this this shady part of you know, Art Corp. Yeah, the know, back alleyways. The back alleyway, and it'd be cool just to, you know, like if you're if you're if you're going through there, and you know, there's like in the back alley, they've got those those mesh fences. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see somebody like just come up to one of the mesh fences, and you just see like the silhouette of a body, just kind of like just do a switch through the through the. <laughs> through oh, the like fence. yeah, like doing. And some then the other guy, yeah, through. and maybe the guy is, you know, maybe the guy isn't like in, sh in shambles. Maybe the guy is. No, you know, I like he's, that. He's, he's, he's He's well to do, and he likes is going. Yeah, yeah. it's going. Cool. By the way, if you guys can hear any background noise, I apologize for that. Um, the Galleria where we work is doing a bunch of construction. They're building a park outside, so I don't, not sure if it's picking up, but just a heads up. Um, but that's really cool. So basically, depending on where you are in the universe, you you'll be really immersed by kind of the personality of the characters portrayed through their animation. And you're going to experience that also in like just yeah, in areas like if there's uh, areas where there's. Let's say there's um, a lot of you know upper income, you know. So they may see yeah. they, they see different social classes. Walk with their chest out a little bit. Walk with their chest out. People serving champagne. Yeah. Uh, people just no, that's really usually cool. on vacation versus people that are just trying to survive. That's know? awesome. Um, so here's a two quest a two worded question. More emotes? Question <laughs> mark. Know anything um, about going? I mean, I guess that's I guess it's a design call for for doing it. But have you uh, in the short term had anything, you know, tasked for more emotes right now? 
Oh man, I, there's so many emotes, uh, like personally that I really, really want to do. Okay. Um, but, uh, and you I, can mocap perform them. You just have to go rogue. Like, like <laughs> a, after everybody leaves the studio, you just got to go in there and just put in some stuff. Just sneak in. Yeah. Um, no, I think, uh, I don't think I'm the only one that's, um, uh, thinking about this. I think we just have a base set that's in there right now, but they're, um, I think there's going to be a lot more uh, opportunities for for variety. I mean, I've got my like my in my head my personal like wish list of what I'd like to to, to have, but uh, uh, that's really up to, to upper management. But cool. yeah, they, yeah. Um, so here's another one. Um, this one, I don't know if you have a fun story or anything, but what is the weirdest animation that has been requested for Star Citizen? I've seen a couple on Shotgun that I think are pretty weird. Weirdest. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know. I, the toilet ones. I was going to say I saw there was like a restroom set on that. Sir, the yeah. The, oh, uh, I don't know what they're shooting. Uh, I don't know what they're doing doing now. Yeah. Well, they're or, doing or, some more pu mocap. Pu mocap. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah I've, I've heard about it. Uh, I know for uh, on the Austin side that yeah we shot a lot of toilet animations. A lot. Uh, I mean. This is what you came oh, here to find man. out, right? Yeah, this. Don't even. Just let's not even go into detail. Oh, <laughs> I can't tell you about the emergency exit in the toilet. Okay. Is there really one? There is, is an there emergency, emergency one. exit. And of that the was funny because we had we had a, on the on the on the I think it was on the freelancer. Yeah. Or the Connie, there was a door that would slide down, right? So they would sit in. So the performers would sit in there, and we had like this stick. Or uh, like a mop stick. Okay. And we're like, you can't get out until the, the hatch leaves. So we want to get the performance. You're like, come on, come on, get out of the, you know, so I can get out of the, you know. <laughs> and um, I think the first time we did it, the performer didn't realize that we were gonna how 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 slow we were gonna do it. Yeah. So uh, you know, she's doing her thing. The alarm goes off, and I raise it up, and then I slowed it down just and. I, you know, I just my timing is a little off, and she ran right into the edge. She's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I hope you saved that data. I hope you um, saved that data for the for the side yeah, wrestling matches. It's, that we have <laughs> it's, yeah, we oh man, it's um, hilarious. So this is a question that I have for you personally. Actually, um, I okay. know that you are really into creature animation and stuff, and so we talk a lot about yeah. humans and humanoid animations and mocap like that. Um, one thing I'm really curious about is what do we do for creatures? I mean, we're going to have a lush living world. Um, do you mocap various animals, or how do you how do you do that? Um, I I'll say yes and no. It it just it depends. Um, there are uh, there's there's many different ways that, that you can do this. I'll try to answer this as, as short as possible. Um, a lot of traditional animators will say uh, that it's better to do everything by hand. Okay, so hand keyed animations. Um, yeah, especially if you're really going for like a stylized look. But mm -hmm. I, you know, um, but I think on a project like this, I uh, really need to take a look at at um, yeah, look at what, um, let's say, like you know, like practical effects studios have done. Mm -hmm. uh, ILM, um, Stan Winston, Weta. Uh, it's not everything doesn't have to be completely hand keyed. If you can get by with doing uh, physical puppeteering, even to get I see what you're part, saying. You know, you have to. You know, if it's let's say if it's a centipede with like a hundred legs on it, 
You know, yeah, I don't know how you would mo-cap. a mocap suit. I'd try, but it you, would it would be. I don't a think you could put a, a mocap suit no. onto a centipede. No, but like that the would most be really weird. Yeah, like <laughs> the most complex thing that I've ever done, uh, where I I did basically puppeteering uh, sort of animatronics or motion mm-hmm. capture animatronics, um, was uh, I think there was a character I did a, a creature that had uh, six limbs and like backwards legs, and I was able to pull it off. And so instead of an animator, we had an animator doing it. Uh, this is this is for you know a, a, a past project. Um, we had an animator doing Hanky at the same time, and he what took him three months to do. I think he ended up with about um, about thirty seconds of animation. What we did, what we ended up putting together and shooting um, in two weeks, we got about twenty minutes of base animation. Now the animators on top of that have to go in and they have to animate all the little limbs and maybe use a program like Motion Builder to to massage the motion. So you, you if you want a little more follow through or slam yeah. or whatever it is, or, or uh, time stretching to if it's a big creature to make it seem like it's slow. Yeah. So part of it, it's it's a mix of three things. It's it's practical uh, rigging. It's a performer doing the puppeteering, which we know works very well. I mean, uh, if you look at uh, what was done in The Force Awakens, yeah, it's it works great. Um, so creatures coming to a verse near you. Yeah, and then you cool. need an animator that's you know puts on their uh, animator cap and goes to work, finishes it. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming and answering questions. I appreciate it a lot. I know everybody watching appreciates it, so thank you very much. And hopefully we'll have you on here again. And uh, guys, when we come back, we're going to sit down with Emra Switzer, lighting artist, to talk about the lighting of Star Marine maps in And we're back. This time, Emra Switzer, lighting artist. How are you doing, my friend? Doing great. Yourself. I don't think I've had the pleasure of getting to hang out with you on stream before, so yeah. this is this is a treat. Um, so for those of you uh, watching, and or for, sorry, for all of those watching, uh, why don't you tell us a bit about who you are, your history at CIG, and some of the stuff that you've been working on. Yeah, I uh, joined CIG last year in June of 2015. Um, I came straight out of the community, actually. That's a funny story. I know you like to tell that to a lot of people who come in for fan tours. Yeah. Uh, I came from the Reddit community. I posted my stuff on Reddit, and it got upvoted. It got seen by some people here, and I got a job. So that was when you – so some of you may remember this. Back back in the day, I think it was shared on the forums and on Reddit, um, you relit our hangers, mm-hmm. and it was just super well-received. And then you eventually moved to Austin, and now you're on our team. Um I want to bring you a little closer, so you're in frame a little more. There you go. Um, so, how old were you when that when that happened? I was 18. 18 years old. That's that's what you call a prodigy. I'm sorry. I'm gonna embarrass <laughs> you like a proud parent. Um, anyway, so guys, go ahead and get your questions flowing in for Emra. We want to talk about lighting, um, specifically with the Star Marine maps, but you've also had your hand in a lot of other stuff. Can you go maybe give us some examples of some of the other stuff that you've lit in your time here? Yeah, uh, I did a first pass on Arcorp when I first R-Corp. joined. Um, I did the original FPS module stuff. 
Uh, after that, I did the like all the stations. I did a first pass on all the stations. Okay, Port Olisar and Grim Hex. Yep. Grim Hex is awesome. A lot of people have swooned about that lighting. Um, so let's go ahead and jump straight into some questions. Let's see here. Can you give us any additional information on Echo 11 and how its uh, history, you know, kind of shaped its environment? Yeah. Uh, so it's a refinery station. It yeah. started off as a refinery. Uh, and then it was taken over by pirates and kind of occupied by different factions for, I think, several hundred years. Um, we based it heavily on Kulun City. Um, it was this, this really densely packed city in, I believe, China. Okay. Um, where they didn't really have any infrastructure planning when they started expanding up. And so they had to, like for power, they just took wires and strapped them to walls and then okay. wired them up to people's houses. So it has that sort of vibe to it where they're just tacking stuff on. and, and Similar motif to like the uh, the Drake ships where it's like exposed yeah, wires. Yeah, yeah. And exactly, yeah. Yeah, they're just like, okay, we need a light here. We're just going to go ahead and strap it onto a wire and, and hope it works out. That's awesome. So a lot of people are, are are very thirsty for any information about Star Marine. So it's it really is a treat to have you on here. Uh, I saw a post yesterday that that saw um, Comare eight four nine in the <laughs> in the Echo Eleven Star Marine map. So do you care to clarify? Does Tessa from the Persistent Universe have anything to do with the new map? Uh, no, so actually the, like all the star, yeah, I know, it's, <laughs> um, it's, it's placeholder art, it's just so that we get an idea of where stuff goes, okay. um, so then when we do the final lighting pass, it's, it's, or the final art pass, it's there. Okay, cool. Um, all the stuff in Star Marine, I'm fairly certain, is like past events that happened, and then since Star Marine's like a simulation, um, gotcha. it's a reliving of those events. So there's actual lore and history to support these environments, yep, which is really absolutely. cool. So I was I was exploring a little bit of the map yesterday, and I saw there's a lot of crazy props in there. Like I saw like a like a pole with handcuffs on it, and mm -hmm. like or like a hacksaw in a, in a little pool of blood. And yep. and so how do you go about lighting the environment? Like do you cater to the mood of the room that like level design sets, or or do you actually get involved and mess with props as well? Like tell us a little about your process. Um, so each room has a really distinct vibe. Like you mentioned, there's a like a boxing or not a boxing like a fighting like a okay. right? yeah, yeah. And you got fight blood club detail. yeah exactly okay. Um, so, you know, we, we take cues from what's in the environment, right? So there's a scoreboard in there. We go ahead and we put lighting on that scoreboard because that's what they do. Um, make sure we're highlighting, you know, the fighting match well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, with, with Echo 11 specifically, we really wanted to make each room feel unique so you know where you are. Uh, it's a really massive map. Um, it's probably one of the largest space station maps we've, we've done. So making sure that we, the player always knows where they are okay. um, within the level is, is really important. So each mood or each room has its own mood. Yeah, so you mentioned that in Around the Verse, it really helps kind of call out without without doing the blatant like, this room is blue walls, this exactly. room is green walls. You kind of get creative with the lighting mm -hmm. so people can be more tactical in their call outs to find exactly. each other and stuff like that. And that's really cool. Um, so we got a few questions here. Um, so I'm not sure if, the, if you'll be able to answer this one, um, but we'll, we'll give it a try. Um, how will lighting interface within game tech like night vision, thermal vision um, work? Is that mm. is that your area? I'm not sure. I, I don't know what the plans are for, for night and thermal. Okay. Um, I don't know if we have that implemented. So you focus a lot on lighting the environments and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, most recently, I think a lot of people from the community were extremely excited to see Art Corp with its relight in patch 2.5. Mm -hmm. uh, looks really, really good. So let's see what else we have here. Uh, what has been your biggest challenge lighting? while working with CIG? 
probably performance. Like we have so many detailed environments with so many little tiny assets. And when you throw a shadow, shadow casting light on that, the performance shoots up. So we need to, to really make sure that everything's as efficient as possible. Right? If you walk through a door, all the lights behind you should turn off or okay. not turn off, but not be rendered. So there's like LODs with lights kind of. Sort of, yeah. So. Okay. And so does, does it basically work like you have a budget basically like from memory and you yep. just you constantly watching it trying to see what you can get away with what you can't and stuff like that yep yeah and there's something called shadow draw calls which is uh the main the main performance impact um and so the way lighting gets more expensive if you have multiple shadow casting frustrums um which are just cones of yeah it's wherever the light casts okay um so if you have an object that's casting multiple shadows that's going to be exponentially more expensive. So making sure that they don't overlap and making sure that you know they call out at the right times is is the the challenge. Okay, say. cool. Um, so here's a question: How closely do you work with developers regarding lighting? Do you talk about how lighting would work in a scene and if it should affect the gameplay? And honestly, this is a really good question. One of the one of the patterns we've had is we've talked to people on Reverse the Verse about how there's cross de uh, departmental communication. And so you know to follow that up as well is do you kind of get free reign to just go in there, let Emra loose and see what he can make with a level? Or is there a lot of pre-production and planning and, and stuff like that? Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of pre-production uh, as well as, you know, constant communication with the environment guys. So, you know, if we put down a light somewhere, it's one of the one of the things that makes lighting really work in a scene is what's called specular gloss, rep, um, specular gloss variation, right? So you want to have surfaces that have varying gloss, glossiness and okay. reflectivity. Um, that makes it look interesting, makes it look realistic, it makes it look gritty and, and real and tactile. Um, and so if we have a really strong key light, you know, hitting a floor and then that floor doesn't have any breakup, you know, we'll send a screenshot over to one of the environment guys. We'll be like, hey, can we put down, you know, a puddle or some oil or some dirt or something? And that usually helps a lot. Um, so it's very iterative. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. A lot of communication with the environment guys to make sure we make everything look as cool. good as possible. Um, let's see here. Um, have you learned classic stage lighting or just jumped into CG lighting? What's your background and how did you get into wanting to be a lighting artist? Yeah, uh, I started off in the CryEngine modding community. Um, when I saw that CIG had a job listing, I was like, okay, I, I know CryEngine well enough. I know I know a little bit about lighting. I was into photography before, okay. um, which has some relevancy yeah, to lighting. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down for like three months straight. I'm just going to study everything about lighting. And so I read a lot of stuff on film lighting, cinematic lighting, that sort of thing to, to get a better feel for how to actually do proper environment lighting because okay, they, cool. they definitely are correlated. So do you have any advice for anybody who may want to pursue the similar, similar track? It's really just research, 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 mm -hmm. right? Or yeah. Yeah. Just dive into a game engine and, and start, just take cool, like there's plenty of environments available out there. Um, you can just go in and do lighting passes on, and just it, it takes time, um, but it's it's really fun. Okay, cool. Um, question: Will player-generated light sources dynamically interact with the environment? Example: If I have a bright red light on my armor, will it tint the local lighting red? Um, certain lights. So if you have a red flashlight, it probably would. Um, okay. Like our flashlights now interact with the environment, the cast shadows. Um, if though, like you re wore red armor and you stood in a white room with a really intense bright light, um, it wouldn't right now. But we are planning some tech um, which would allow our environment probes, which is how we get reflections and, well, largely just reflections, both diffuse and specular, um, to color the environment. Uh, we're we're getting tech to get that in real time. So if we had that tech and you had red armor and you walked into a white room, mm -hmm. it would actually color the room very slightly red. Okay, that's um, really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I didn't even know we were working on that. Um, let's see what else we have here. 
Destructible lights? Question mark. Actually, you know, you've been in the Star Marine level a lot. Is, is what tell, tell us a bit about? Is there destructible anything? Uh, I'm not sure. We're working on item 2.0 right now. Um, the goal is definitely to have it. Uh, it's going to be really cool, and it's, it's going to be an important mechanic, right? When you walk into a room with your team, and you know the enemies are in there, you might want to throw an EMP grenade, right? Especially if you have, you know, night vision, something else like that. Right now, those mechanics aren't in. Okay. Um, once item 2.0 comes online, I think that, that we're really going to start overhauling lighting um, and the different lighting states, right? So there'll be disturbable lights, EMPable lights, there'll be, you know, different power states for lights. So, you know, if you go to a generator room and shut off the power, it's going to react differently than if you straight up shoot it out. Um, and then emergency lighting too, right? So if you're in a space station, you trigger an emergency, um, the, the lighting in each room should react. All right, that's really cool. And then just to chime in on that, one of the things I saw in QA was there's one thing that is destructible right now, and it's there's these giant like glass windows um, that you can currently shoot out, and it's it's really cool. Wow, glass shattering effect, which cool. we'll see how, how that affects lights and stuff. Um, so we are running out of time, but one of the things that I wanted to talk about is, so we talked a lot about Star Marine, we talked a lot about your past. Let's talk about what's next. What's going on in the future of Emma Switzer's calendar? So much exciting stuff. We're working on on the 3.0 landing sites. So Hurston, Microtech, Horizon. Yeah. Um, they're really, really cool. Yeah, I was, I was, I kind of, you know, squeezed this question in because I, Emra is one of the, the best desks to walk past. In fact, whenever I go on break to the patio, I always, as I'm approaching your desk, I walk a little bit slower <laughs> because the other day I saw Microtech and you were, I guess you're already, are you working on both kind of at the same time? Yeah, or? We're, we're going in just getting a feel for, for what colors, what values work within those, those levels. Yeah. Um, it looked awesome. Yeah. It was really, really cool to see a snowy environment. So yeah. that was cool. And the guy's behavior doing a killer job. Awesome. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming. Uh, just like I told with David, it means a lot to me. I know it means a lot to everybody else. Uh, if it was your first time watching Reverse the Verse, we hope you enjoyed it. Next week, Around the Verse will be back on Thursday, um, just, just like it's always scheduled. A few community updates before we go. The Asperia Prowler art competition is still going on. You can go to our forums. It's under official announcements. Draw a picture of what you think the Prowler may look like. We're accepting submissions through November 11th. We're going to announce the winners at our anniversary live stream, which is two weeks away on November 18th. The monthly report it will be out later today. And last, but definitely not least, a huge thank you to all of our subscribers and everybody else who supports us, makes shows like this and Star Citizen possible. Thanks again, Emra, yeah. and we'll see you guys in the verse.